You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to MLB Extras Blue Jays edition. I'm Brittany Giroli, joined by BlueJays.com reporter Gregor Chisholm. Gregor, let's uh, dive right into it here. The Blue Jays still need a manager. Update us. What's new from last week? Yeah, it really seems to be entering the, the final stage at this point. I mean, we're, we're starting to see some managers go off the board. Uh, David Bell w- was a finalist in Toronto, and now he's gone to Cincinnati. And so that provides a little bit more clarity, and, and the Blue Jays are, are moving ahead with their in-person interviews. And so uh, Joe Espada uh, was in town earlier this week. Uh, for for an in-person interview. Uh, He's clearly uh, one of the top finalists, but there's some other guys uh, still in the mix uh, as well. Some interesting candidates, Rocco Baldelli, kind of remains to be in the mix as well. And so with the Jays, uh, one of four teams out there still looking for uh, a manager vacancy, uh, you know, it looks like over the next week or so, we should get a lot more clarity on exactly who that's going to be. So, Gregor, is there a favorite in your mind at, at any point here? I mean, Rocco Baldelli is interesting because, you know, a lot of people aren't too familiar with him, but had a very short player career. Um, of course, that mitochondria disease that nobody could quite figure out and then stayed in the Rays organization. So he's a name that's starting to emerge here. And, and then a spot. I mean, in your mind, uh, is there a favorite that Toronto's kind of looking at at this point? Yeah, to me, I really think it is one of those two. I mean, there's some other guys, Brandon Hyde, bench coach with the Cubs, and Charlie Montoyo, bench coach with the Rays, who uh, who could be uh, in the mix here as well for for actually getting in person interviews. But but to me, the the two biggest names that have been mentioned pretty much throughout are Espada and Baldelli. And uh, you know, the interesting thing for those guys is 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 they're very different candidates, and it's going to be a matter of figuring out which exactly they're looking for. But Espada, I mean, he's a guy who's got a little bit more of a traditional coaching background, uh, bench coach uh, with the Astros, and uh, Ross Atkins, you know, in, at his year-end uh, press conference, really pointed to the Astros as, as a team uh, that do things a little bit differently in the dugout, um, and, and really likes the communication that they've had with the front office in Houston, and uh, kind of looks at them as being a bit more cutting edge. And so the fact that Espada was was a big part of that um, certainly works in his favor and then the fact that he's bilingual I, I mean the Blue Jays have a, an awful lot of Spanish speaking prospects who are emerging right now Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Uh, Jr. as well uh, you know the list goes on and on so that that really is a strong attribute for him and then with Baldelli um, you know it's a it's a different skill set because um, you know, he does have the, the former player background, obviously, um, but he spent four years as a special assistant uh, in, in baseball ops and, and has that front office side. And he has some coaching uh, experience as well as, as, a, as a first base coach. Um, so he's got a bit of both. But I think what what's interesting for Baldelli um, is the fact that he'd almost be an extension of the front office a little bit and, and would really be able to, you know, Atkins talked about not just being concerned with the 25-man roster, but he wanted the, the new manager to be concerned about the 40-man roster in the minor leagues. And Baldelli has some of that player development background. Uh, so really, it, both create a compelling case, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to really come down to, to which attributes the Blue Jays favor a little bit more than others. I know you mentioned that this looks like it's going to wrap up pretty soon. Is there a sense of urgency, Gregor? Because you've seen other finalists come off the board. You've seen other teams hire some managerial candidates. Are you fairly confident that, you know, even before the the GM meetings get going here in early November, the Blue Jays will have a guy in place? 
Yeah, to me, you know, and that was, I actually asked Atkins that at the end of the year, if that was kind of the deadline for him, uh, the GM meetings in, in early November. Uh, and, and he, he kind of thought that they would have something in place by then. To me, I think that is the deadline that they would like to meet. Uh, I think ideally they would have someone in place <clears throat> for those GM meetings because they, they really want, uh, this new person in place to be a part of what happens early on in the off season and, and getting, gathering their input as well. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit interesting with the next week now that the, the world series is underway. Uh, you know, teams are typically discouraged from distracting, uh, from, from the big games, obviously. Um, so the Jays may, may, uh, have to pick and choose when exactly they're going to officially announce this. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if news leaks here in, in the coming days and, uh, the Jays uh, have their guy wrapped up before the end of the World Series and, and probably announced at the very latest, uh, you know, within a, within two or three days after the World Series is over. Right. And speaking of baseball, obviously not a whole lot going on um, except for two teams in the big leagues, but the Arizona Fall League is going on. And Vlad Guerrero Jr., who we've heard so much about, um, doing terrific over there, as which surprises probably no one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, what are you hearing? What are some reports that, you know, obviously all he's doing, I guess, right now is probably solidifying that stock that was already sky high. But um, will he be kind of a, a must watch come this spring, Gregor? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and for Vladdy, it's it really it's just more of the same. I mean, usually with your minor leaguers, you like them to face a little bit of adversity on the way up to the big leagues and go through those period of struggles to see how they how they react. I mean, it's just looking like that's not really going to happen with Guerrero. I mean, he, he went through a couple of really minor slumps uh, uh, in the minor leagues this year. And, and, but, you know, comparatively to other players, I mean, it's hard pressed to even call them slumps and it's more the same in the Arizona fall league. I mean, this is a guy who, who was consistently hitting over 500 in the AFL, uh, you know, for a long period of time so far uh, this month. And uh, he just continues to mash and really has nothing nothing left, at least offensively, to prove uh, against players his own age. I mean, he really is ready for that next step. Uh, you know, the book remains out on him a little bit defensively. Uh, certainly, you could still make the case that there's some development that needs to happen there. But, I mean, he's by far... Uh, the biggest storyline for the Blue Jays going into to spring training next year uh, and really throughout April until he joins this team. There's going to be a service time issue. The, the Jays are going to be there's, – there's a lot of incentives for the Jays to keep him down in the minor leagues uh, for most of, of April to gain that extra year of service. Um, but he's going to be the player that everybody watches the most in spring and, and really the countdown uh, is on until his arrival in the big leagues. That's the big next step for this organization to make um, but he's the guy who they think is going to be the face of the franchise for for a long period of time yeah and we touched on this last week how you know there wasn't a whole lot to like at the major league level but the, the Jays have some legitimate prospects to feel good about mm -hmm. obviously Black Guerrero Jr. is one of them Nate Pearson is another one what have you heard about him and is he a guy who can kind of be part of that next wave as well yeah, I mean, Nate Pearson probably has as much upside as, as really anybody uh, in baseball. I mean, you're talking about a, an overpowering right-hander who has the ability to hit triple digits with his fastball and who projects as, as a guy who uh, could be a frontline starter. And, and the, the, the problem with Nate so far during his very early goings in his career is, has just been – um, you know, some bad luck with his health and he, he missed most of this season with with a, uh, with an injury. Uh, and so it, for the Jays, it was important to get him down in the AFL to at least get 
uh, some more innings under his belt. So this year wasn't wasn't a complete lost season. But you know the upside for him, I mean, it's tantalizing, really. I mean, the the Jays really need uh, some pitchers to emerge uh, with that position player depth that they have in the minor leagues, and, and Nate Pearson is is easily at the top of that list. And so you know, in the AFL, his his first outing <clears throat> went really really well. Uh, three and a third scoreless, um, you know, showing, you know, everything that, that, you know, made him such a hype prospect in the first place. And his second outing uh, didn't go nearly as well. Uh, and, and that's just, uh, you know, one of the realities of, of a young player like that. And so uh, the Jays are a little bit less concerned about his overall performance down there uh, than they are about just the fact that they need to get him out in the mound and getting some innings under his belt. Uh, and so the fact that he's doing that right now is, is a big plus. That's certainly two young prospects that any organization would love to have in that minor league system. Well, Gregor, thanks for joining us this week. We'll keep a close eye on that manager watch. We'll get another update next week. This has been the latest Blue Jays MLB Extras podcast. That's Gregor Chisholm. I'm Britt Giroli. See you again next time. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.